Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Black Shirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska, and he is the Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Black Shirt. Jay, we are back once again. I am doing the show on the road. You are at your house, it seems like. And uh, look, we have a really right. fun, fun Husker recruit to break down and Kawan Lacey. Uh, Jay Kawan <clears throat> is a three-star running back out of Lancaster, Texas. This is a big deal, a really big deal. So Jay, uh, just initial thoughts when Kawan Lacey came across your social media feeds and, and said that he was headed to Nebraska. Well, when I first saw him, I mean, he's, he's just real smooth. And, uh, and what I mean is he's a patient running back. He knows how to set up blocks. He knows how to read blocks. He runs the, at least, you know, obviously on his tape, he runs the plays correctly. And then he sets up his second level moves. You know, he, I think he's always thinking a step ahead and that's what good running backs do. They don't worry about the, you know, the front line. They worry about how I can beat the linebackers and safeties. And I think he has home run speed as well versatility you can you'll see and if you get people go watch his huddle where you know he's a good pass blocker a really excellent option variety of of of, of his skill set is definitely it was appealing but, but then also um even though he can do a variety of things he can still tote the pill right and he's a guy that you know i feel that with with his running style that the more carries that he gets or the more touches that he gets or would get, and this is just in high school now, um, he need he needs to develop that he would get a lot better. He would get stronger. And um, that's what you want. You want guys not only that can finish games, provide some flexibility and do specialty things, but you want somebody, you know, the biggest thing is that can you finish and you want guys that can finish. So um, he looks like a finisher and you see it in his, in his running style. Um, and his, his ability to do multitude of things is definitely appealing. And I'm assuming it was appealing to Coach Rule and Satterfield. Just a little background on Kawan. He's a three-star out of Lancaster, Texas, like we said before. This is his second high school in Texas. His first one was Nolan Catholic out of Fort Worth. And he was a 1,000-yard rusher as a sophomore um, starting at running back at Nolan Catholic. And then he transferred to Lancaster where he shared reps at the starting running back spot with another three-star running back who is currently on Arizona State's roster. So this upcoming season, his senior year at Lancaster, Kawan will be the starting running back. And who knows, they might throw it to him a lot, just like they did um, when he was a junior. But uh, some stats-wise for uh, Kawan, when he was a junior, 730 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns, and also over 200 yards receiving with three scores. So um, he caught it, he run it, he he, uh, did basically everything for Lancaster last year. Um, like I said, he's a, he's a well-built six foot, 205 pounder, which is an excellent, really, really excellent size. And when you, when we get into these highlights, you will see the violence and the anger that he runs with. Um, he fights, he literally fights guys who tries to tackle him. And that's, that's, I just love this kid so much. And, and, um, I, I think Husker, Husker fans are really good to enjoy, um, enjoy watching these highlights. So let's, uh, get to these highlights right now and jay obviously this first this first play is kind of laugh out loud funny honestly because nobody can really <laughs> nobody could could have stopped um kawan with this with this uh play but it's easy to see why this one was the first play in his huddle highlight yeah i mean the one thing about him uh that i didn't mention before is that you, you talk about he's well built but he has an excellent balance and, and you look mm -hmm. at that the way the balance right there where you see him he's always, you know, essentially has two feet on the ground, right? And so he's hard to tackle. And I know that from experience. There's some running backs that just are built really well in the proportion that they're built from their waist up and waist down. 
but then also their ability to have balance and, and uh, be able to shed blocks and not take direct hits. So you see that, and it's a great individual effort uh, to get there. And you see you know, all these guys sliding off them, right? And it reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of Edger and James. Now, granted, I'm not I, I'm not one to compare it. I just go from experience of somebody I had a hard time tackling. And this is what Edger and James, when he came into the NFL and throughout his whole career, used to do. You thought you had a clean shot on him, but he had great balance and great vision. Every time that he's breaking a tackle, his eyes are up. So that means he's thinking past the initial tackler. But his balance right here and strength is something that uh, definitely would be on anybody's highlight tape. See how he absorbs the block and he kind of just twists off it. Has really good balance right there. So you know he's a strong kid. He has good ball security right there. And he's still, you know, trying to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But then he gets helped out right there where he just kind of gets slung right over to the right. And then he ends up scoring. And I don't know whether the penalty was on his team or not, but it's a great effort by him that he's, you know, not only has first first effort, he has second and third effort. And his ability to make people miss, uh, withstand some punishment, not take direct hits, allow would allow him to have some longevity and, and not be injury prone because of his ability to to absorb and then continue to run. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, getting back to this second play here, this uh, second run, we have two. We have five plays of Quan here. Uh, two of them are runs. Three of them are uh, receptions. And this is just another one that shows the kind of power, the strength, the lower body strength that he runs with, just running through arm tackles, and that's exactly what you want to see, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're six feet tall and, and you're built like he is, you can tell he's legit 205. He's not 205, yeah. and he comes on a visit, and he's 180. You know, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a big kid, big, strong kid. Again, he runs behind his pads, but then he runs with good balance and good vision. And when you see it right here, it's just a pretty much an inside zone, wedge blocking, man-on-man, monitor-on-monitor. you got to make somebody miss, and there there's the, the easy defender or the, the free defender in the hole. He kind of slithers through there, obviously runs him over, but then is able to break another tackle right there that should have been a five or six-yard gain and kind of wipes him off and then has the vision to still see number 72's block and then was able to turn it into six points. So what you like right there is like, okay, a five or six-yard run, that's a good good run, right? Six, you know, six, seven, eight-yard run. He's able to take that to, you know, a 20-some, you know, 28-yard touchdown just by individual effort, but then his athletic ability and balance right there is something that's very appealing. These are these are runs that you want to see from a high three-star, potential four-star recruit. And, and a kid like this, you know, playing, you know, second string or splitting time, mm-hmm. um, his rankings and in, 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 uh, in the class rankings will go up. And then also one thing about him being in the situation that he's, he's, he was in last year, with the with with the young man that's at Arizona or Arizona State, I think you mentioned, is that he's not afraid of competition. See, mm-hmm. part of the reason why he's running like this is because he wants those carries, and he's proven that I am the guy. And if he's not the guy last year, which you know you had another great player back there, he didn't pout, he didn't do anything, you know, yeah, negative. He he just said, you know what, I'm going to show you, and he, and he was willing to accept a different role. So it goes beyond you know the great runs, the balance, the speed, the vision. It's uh you know another check in the in the good box of uh you know him as a person. Yeah, and absolutely, and and let's get into these receptions now because look, I mean, if if he's splitting time with another guy who was Division One Power Five bound, um, they're gonna still use him, and Lancaster couch, uh, coaches still found a way to get him on the field and get him the ball. I love the way they did that because the the short throw game, whether it was a screen uh, when he was out as a receiver or in the slot here um, where he takes just a few steps upfield, turns around is like, okay, give me the ball. Show it, show the quarterback your numbers and go. 
Um, when he has the ball in his hands as a receiver, he just turns into a running back in space. And that's what I love most about him because he is just, I don't know, I can't say enough about uh, good things about Quan Lacey because I really think that uh, Nebraska got an excellent one here. And you can look at the three-star. Uh, you cannot agree with it. You, you could say he might be a four-star. He might be bumped up, but I don't care. Just watch the tape. He is a football player, and Nebraska got an excellent one. And they beat out some really good programs for him. Ole Miss was very, very interested. Um, Arizona State was interested. They're uh, trying to test their waters back in uh, Lancaster, Texas, again, for another really talented recruit. But, uh, uh, Jay, uh, this is a really good route. This is a really good catch. And then, obviously, just what he does after the catch is special, right? Look, Nebraska needed needs football players, and yeah. you look for him and and give it to their coaching staff. They why you know you have two Division one running backs, one has a little bit probably more versatility, and he's a younger kid. Why have sit him on the bench when you can get him and do you know really expand his horizons as a football player? And this is it. This is no different than an outside zone. I mean, yeah. he just hit the outside and just made three or four guys miss. He set up the set up the this would be tackler safety right there and then he had enough speed to, to outrun some angles and so this is nothing this is just kind of a la san francisco 49ers back in the day with roger craig and them get it to your best uh, football players out in space and let them turn a you know uh you know a simple play of five yard gain right in, into a you know 45 yard touchdown and that's it right here this move right here the hezzy right here gave him a little head fake and then the explosiveness shows you the short area quickness and the uh, short area burst that a lot of the you know, scouts and prognosticators look for. And so you like this right here. You like the versatility. You can see why he was approached by Lane Kiffin and then obviously Pac-12 mm -hmm. coaches uh, because these, he's a he's a matchup, you know, nightmare at the high school level for some high, for some linebackers and safeties. And see right there, number 18 right there, he's still looking. He got hit with the okey-doke and, uh, and he's looking to the sideline and thinking it's a penalty, but it really wasn't. And so that's a great play right there. Great play design and a great finish. And right here with the receiver screen, he just takes it. And again, the the vision, the running style um, for him when he gets the ball in space. And now you have a six foot, 205 pounder out on the outside against, oh man, he pointed at him. That is awesome. And uh, just the, the six foot, 205 pound frame up going against, you know, smaller corners, smaller defensive backs, um, just a good game plan from, from the Lancaster uh, coaches. If you have an athlete like this. Right. So, you know, what they're doing is trying to, you know, maybe it's 22 personnel. So they might have their 22 personnel out there on defense. Right. And it might be. Yeah. And then you, and you see there's a pretty good block right there. One of the things, even with receivers, you can become physical on the outside just based on how you run and how you play call. And the, and it starts with the ability to set up. I call this a smoke screen. It used to be called a jailbreak screen. How you set up your blocks. Right. Do you sell it to the inside uh, pursuit? And, and what he did was he kept it tight to the inside blocker. And then what do you do, Steve? You hit the sideline. Most explosive plays come from once you hit the sideline. And, uh, you know, that's what he did. And see right here, it's good blocking on the outside, but he kept it tight. He didn't go towards the hash right there. He knew he was coming. And then he, you know, absorbed that block. And guess what he did? Kept the balance. Now he's a running back, right? He's done this probably 80 million times. Spun through there. Stiff arm. That's what you like, right? Good ball mm -hmm. security on the outside. And he's able to break that tackle. And then he has enough speed for the next 40 yards to outrun an angle. And, uh, you know, again, turn a simple play into a, an explosive play. And that's what you want. You want playmakers, right? And, you know, it's hard to, you know, really evaluate some tapes if a guy's just getting in, just running, not being touched. This guy's breaking tackles and then obviously uh, breaking explosive runs on, on top of it. So it's something that uh, is definitely appealing. It gives him some flexibility, especially early in his career, to get on the field and be used in a multitude of ways. And then 
um, allows them to have another football player, but then also excellent running back, you know, on the travel roster. And when I was watching these, uh, doing a little research on Quan Lacey, it kept the, the Marcus Satterfield comment about um, him wanting to build a positionless offense at Nebraska. I mean, Quan Lacey just fits that because of what he can do as both a running back and a receiver. So, um, and I think that's that's definitely the plan. That's going to be the plan with Kwan Lacey when he gets to Lincoln is he's not going to just get, uh, just going to be a running back. He's going to maybe split out to the slot sometimes, uh, just catch a screen, um, run a slant, catch a little five yard slant, and, and see what he can do uh, yards after catch wise. So, um, and I think this is you know this little swing pass that we're going to watch here. It really shows off his speed too because the big thing with Kwan Lacey, you can you can look at the physicality, you can look at the violence as a runner. Um, how he just fights tacklers that are trying to bring him down. He also has breakaway speed, and that's that. That's the big thing that I think a lot of people are get, uh, wanting in their running backs and wanting in their athletes with the ball in their hands. Yeah, look, the more you can do, and whether you call it positionless football and, yeah. and not, you know, pit, you know, pitching somebody into a hole of just being a running back. Look, at the end of the day, when you're looking at the NFL game, you better be able to do more than just run the ball, unless you're Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is actually pretty good out of the backfield. So for him, I like it right here is that look at I look at the route first, right? Look at the ease that he runs his flat route, right? It, where he sell he hits the line, no hesitation, head wrapped around right at the line of scrimmage, catches it outside. He out and he's out running some angles and he's and, you know, those kids can run. And he obviously outran 24 right there to turn into mm-hmm. another explosive play. So you like to have this playmaking ability on the field. Somebody that can come in and obviously playing in a backup role right now, or I say a co-starter role to do multitude of things, get his, get his hands on the ball. And I, I like his uh, explosive play or his factor rating based on, you know, how many touches he got. And, and I like it right here where he hits the sideline and stays on it and outruns the angles. And it shows what type of player he is. You're playing against good competition down there and he's coming in and his, his explosive play or his big play uh, ability is, is, is put on display and you got to give it to the coaching staff, but give it to him. Look, if he, if he was upset, you know, about, you know, splitting time with another power five running back, you wouldn't be seeing these plays. He wouldn't be ranked. He wouldn't have Ole Miss on him. He wouldn't have mm-hmm. Arizona State on him. Uh, you wouldn't have Texas A&M wanting him, right? And, yep. and this is the way um, the running back position is, is needed and viewed right now because everything is about matchups, right? So you're trying to, you know, have as many matchups across the field that's advantageous for the offense without changing your personnel. And that's what they're trying to do because now – People know that, you know, you can, there's a lot of DBs and receivers out there. There's a dime a dozen, you know, and so they're going to lock each other up and, and eliminate each other. You can run unique coverages to kind of take away a receiver. But what you can't take away is the athletic ability advantage or size advantage of a running back or a tight end or a, uh, a unicorn type of uh, athlete against a smaller or slower inside personnel. And so there's just not enough of those guys. And so for him, having the ability to run the ball, catch the ball. I know he's a good blocker. I've watched it. And then also be a matchup problem based on the personnel. So if you can have 22 personnel and you have another running back that has similar skill set, you can't game plan. I know this from experience. You can't game plan for one. So if you, what I mean by this is say you ran 22 personnel with two of your kind of eye backs. One's let's just say Derrick Henry, or in a better case, say Ron Dane, not a true pass catching threat. And the other is a Alvin Kamara or somebody like that, you could say, okay, well, when Alvin Kamara and Dane are in, we can run this coverage because these are the plays. Well, if you have two Alvin Kamaras or two guys that can, you know, catch it out of the backfield and run it and pass block, so forth and so on, then you have to play more blanket regular coverages and you can't 
fixate on one. And so then therefore you're always playing on your heels as a defense. And so, you know, if you get the more players you, that you get in at a certain position group room that can do more than one thing and do them well, uh, allows this offense, offense and offensive coordinator to be more explosive. And that's what we're seeing, especially with the, the offensive recruiting from Nebraska, especially with guys like Carter Nelson. If Carter Nelson, you know, if he can bulk up and show that he can be a, a power five blocker, just the things that they could do personnel wise, right, Jay, where, you know, yeah. maybe one play Carter Nelson is out there with two other tight end bodies and it's a power look and he's in there as a, as a tight end. But then this, the, the next play, you know, the offense doesn't sub. So then the defense doesn't sub and Carter Nelson is split out wide as a, as a uh, wide receiver. And now it's a two tight end look. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun to think about and you can see how it would give defensive coordinators headaches with guys like these, but it, it's definitely something that I think the coaches are uh, really focused on um, bringing in uh, talent wise guys who can do that. Um, we saw that with uh, again, Carter Nelson, Ishmael Smith Flores, uh, a guy who hasn't played a lot of football, but at six, four, 230 pounds, um, he's kind of that hybrid tight, uh, tight right. end receiver. Keelan Smith from Missouri. Is that also similar the six foot three around 200, 205 pounds, also that hybrid tight end receiver body. Right. So, I mean, it, it's fun to think about. It's fun to follow along, but Jay, one more question before we get out of here, the month of June, Nebraska really turned it up recruiting wise. I mean, every, right. every day almost, it seemed like you know, um, there's another uh, recruit being added to the 2024 class. What, what are your thoughts on Matt rule and, um, uh, just his job recruiting wise in the month of June, because it was big one. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole staff has done a good, I mean, give them credit. You know, they seem like they've ha had a plan. They have a, I think a specific eye on type of uh player that they want and they're trying to build it, you know, you know, through the trenches and be more explosive out on the, on the edges. And, you know, they've had, you know, look, they're from, you know, have deep roots in Texas. They had that mm -hmm. big kind of satellite camp down there. And so you saw two or three uh, commits come yes. right out of there um you know we haven't you know they got a surprise commit from florida and got the local guys as well so i think i mean look at the end of the day matt rule said look don't get pat us on the back for doing our job but what they're doing is doing their job and they know they have a plan as of right now of who they want and the type of player that they target uh, they're not you know they're still recruiting the you know the matter day guys and all that stuff mm -hmm. but when they see somebody that fits kind of their script right or fits a need or fits a position that they view if the work is done, could be successful. They go after them and they don't waste time. The one thing about them, they're they're in, they're in early. They're not going to play the slow game. They're not going to yank your chain. And but then also with that goes, they're building relationships. So if they're giving you the opportunity to the offer, they want reciprocation and communication on the back end. So for an athlete's perspective, it, it's more authentic because it, it's not all given to the athlete. Let me know or. I'll let you know if I really want you. And the athlete moves on, then they come in at the last minute. They're offering guys, but then also they're putting a, I wanted to say a timetable, but they know how far they can go and how far they're willing to go based on the recruit. Um, and they have an eye try to get in early on a guy, like just like, you know, this young man, you want to get in early on him because when you think of somebody like this, you want to make sure that you're first, right? Because that's going to, you know, you're going to have competition down the road. He's going to have a great senior year. Mm -hmm. he's going to just go up in rankings yep. just by osmosis. So you want to make sure that relationship is still there to make sure he's committed. And I think, and lastly, what they're doing is they're accumulating as many athletes and giving them the possibility and opportunity, true opportunity to be successful 
And if well, if they come in and kind of follow suit and get in, you know, entrenched into Nebraska as it is right now, you'll be successful. And so, you, look, I always say this, every recruiting class, not everybody's going to make it. And that's just the way it is. There's going to be guys that have opportunity, just feel like they want to go somewhere else. But there's going to be some guys that you hear about and some that you don't or not think about that are going to really be successful. And that's what, you know, Matt Rule and staff has done so far is giving guys a lot of opportunity. Guys have seen the opportunity. Um, I think the personal connection with these guys are is pretty good. Yeah. And then also I think having some sort of long-term and past success with high school coaches that they can trust and trust them. Mm-hmm. And he's built trust here locally. You, you know, you guys have talked about it, you know, it seems like at nauseum where they know when these guys are walking into the high school, yep. they're there. They're, they're, they're really there. They're not just going through the motions. And and when you are, are, are really not going through the most remote or motions or motions in, in any type of relationship, it, it, it's going to be well-received. Well said Jay. So uh, yeah, I mean, Kawan Lacey, uh, three-star running back receiver athlete. He'll be a running back here out of Lancaster, Texas. Um, Jay, excellent stuff yet again. It was really fun to break uh, this kind of athlete down with you. So um, thank you very much. But for uh, Jay Foreman, I am Steve Mark, and that was a black shirt breakdown, Kawan Lacey style, three-star running back out of Lancaster, Texas. We will catch you all later.